Hi everyone, this is Paul. The next three episodes of the podcast are going to be a little bit different. About a year ago, I did a teaching series called Affinitas, which is Latin for relationships. And out of that teaching series came an entirely different project called the Codependency Project. The Codependency Project is a collection of 24 individual lessons and experiences that you can do if you want to improve your relationships. The next three episodes of the podcast are going to be three of those lessons uh, for you to listen to, to enjoy. And if you want more information about the Codependency Project, uh, go to paulelmore.com slash CP. All right, let's get started. Welcome to the Codependency Project, a hands-on, practical guide to changing your life. Is this, is this, are we going to discuss different environmental things that could well up anxiety in codependent people or just anxiety in general? Nope. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) When I was, um... One of the more profound experiences I had around my codependency was um, the day that my wife was out just running errands, doing shopping, doing groceries, whatever it was. And I was at home um, with the three kids and they mm-hmm. were little kids. They mm-hmm. were probably, you know, two, four and six years old. So okay. while while she was gone, we were having a great time with the kids Mm -hmm. we were you know playing and making a mess just normal everyday kind of playing and i was i personally was having a good day Mm -hmm. it was it was fine um my wife pulls up into the driveway comes into the house and within five minutes i am starting to snap at the kids i'm starting to to be short with them. I'm trying to make them be quiet. I'm trying to make sure that they're not making any messes. And the, the shift was so quickly Mm. in this one instance that I stepped back and I said, what in the world is going on? Why was I feeling so good? Literally five minutes ago. Mm -hmm. And now I am stressed and filled with anxiety. First thing I asked was what's wrong with my wife? Mm. Why is she making me feel this way? Mm. And I, there was a trigger. I I stepped back and I said, "All right, I'm assuming it's not my wife. It's something within me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what is going on?" And I started putting two and two together, and I realized that I was um, playing out the things that I had learned growing up. Mm. Um, growing up, I never wanted to upset my dad. I didn't want to make him angry or disappointed or anything else like that. And I spent a majority of my childhood trying to make sure nobody else bothered my dad as well. Right. Um, And so I was always trying to make sure I was solving problems before they were brought to my dad. Yeah. Um, Keeping my sister at bay, making sure she, she she isn't too, my younger sister, making sure she's not too loud, too noisy, too crazy. Um, And I spent a majority of my life being on guard to take care of other people. You were a filter. There you go. And so now what's happening is my wife walks in. While while there's no other adult there, Mm -hmm. I am at peace. I'm relaxed because I don't have to do my job. I don't have to protect anybody. You get to play with the kids. Exactly. And as soon as another adult, as soon as someone else walks into the room... I shift into this this filter mode, mm-hmm. this this protector mode, and I start trying to shush everybody. And I had to 
I had to challenge these beliefs inside of me. I, it was, again, it's an experience. It's a project that I had to start doing. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped and I turned to my wife and I said, honey, here's what's going on. I explained kind of all these feelings and this kind of connection of the dots that I had. Right. And I said, I had to ask her, I need to know, are you okay? Are you okay if the kids are noisy? And are you okay if there's toys all over the living room floor? <laughs> and she looks at me like you're doing right now, yeah. like saying, you're crazy. Of course I'm okay. This yeah. doesn't bother kids. Right. And I said, I need to make sure you're telling me the truth. I, I, I didn't believe her mm. in my faulty thinking right. inside my head that didn't compute. Mm-hmm. And so I said, really, you're okay. If the house is messy and the kids are noisy, she goes, I'm just fine. And I, and then I had to double check my behavior. You don't need me to protect you. You don't need me to rescue you. You don't need me to, keep you safe and she goes i'm strong enough you don't need to do any of those things for me Mm -hmm. and so i took the next step i said so it's okay if i let the kids be noisy and i can go over here and sit down and she says yep go for it and i i literally walked over to our couch and i sat down and i sat there for half an hour feeling like i was going to throw up Mm. literally those that anxiety that hardwiring that was built right. into my body right. um, was making me physically sick mm. because the stress and the anxiety and the tension because all the kids are noisy and well, I'm just I'm in instant panic mode. Because in the world you grew up, that was going to set dad off. That and there, there was some anger coming or, or whatever. There yeah, was... disappointment. My dad wasn't an angry person, okay, but, okay. but he, he would express disappointment. And you took that burden yep. as the filter, like, exactly. like we kind of said. Yep. And, and so now you're not, something's going to happen if you don't filter. Exactly. In, in your mind. In if my mind. If you're not filtering, something that an undesirable yep. result is going to happen from this. Yep. And I had to recognize this is old behaviors. This is right. what I was learning growing up, but I'm not in that same environment Your right wife now. is not your dad. My wife is not my dad, even though I was treating <laughs> her like my dad. Right. And I actively challenged this belief system, even though it literally made me physically sick. Yeah. And I had to do that for probably three or four months. It, it, it got better, obviously. I, got, I built up more emotional resilience to anxiety and noise and messes and stress. Um, but I had to constantly check in with my wife. When I started to get triggered, when my anxiety level started to increase because the old messages were playing in my head again, I, I just it became a habit. I would say, honey, this old stuff's going through my head. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. And she knew that I was working on my stuff. Right. And she said, I am okay. Now, it was really hard on the days when the kids were frustrating her. Right. And she was tired with them. And that's when I kick into overdrive. Mm. It's like, okay, obviously you are bothered. My my prediction is coming true. Yeah. Kids are noisy. You're bothered. Okay, this is a worst case scenario in my mm. head. Mm-hmm. And But I instead of reacting and, again, yelling at the kids, trying to squash them down, trying to keep them in line, I, I went to the active challenging of my own belief system, and I said, honey, you're obviously upset by the kids. Um, do you need me to save you? Do you need me to rescue you? And she says, no. I'm allowed to be frustrated with the kids. They're kids. They're bugging me. Right. I'm allowed to have my feelings, Right. And, but you don't have to stop me from having my feelings. I, have to, I will be okay. Interesting. 
And it's, it's amazing that my codependent behavior was actually having the underlying belief that my wife is incapable of taking care of herself. Wow. Or dealing with her own frustrations and and dealing with her, the world on her own terms. I would never imagine walking up to my wife saying, honey, do you know that you're weak? Do you know that you are incapable of handling life? I would never say those things, but I was treating her that way. Right. And so once I discovered, here's this trigger, I now made a conscious decision to sit in the physical and emotional discomfort for a season until I learned a new belief system that Mm -hmm. now my wife is okay. My wife is not my dad. She is capable and competent and she's allowed to have her own feelings. And if she's upset, it doesn't mean she's upset at me for not filtering the kids. (laughs) Right. She's upset because the kids are just, you know, kids. Right. And sometimes they're frustrating Mm -hmm. for today's project. Being able to start identifying what are the shifts in behavior that happen? What are the triggers that you find yourself? So when you are by yourself, how do you behave? How are you reacting? What are the feelings you are sitting in? And then as soon as someone else shows up, it can be a boss, it can be a coworker, it can be a spouse, it can be a partner, it can be a child. But when somebody else enters the room, codependency is about is about how you relate to other people. Right. So you get to notice the difference between when you are alone and when you are with someone mm-hmm. and pay attention to that five minute transition period. What what shows up emotionally mm-hmm. and that's going to start helping you identify the triggers and they might be different triggers for different people because let's say the boss comes in and he is stressful and intense uh-huh. and exhausting you're going to react one way to him and then someone else who is needy shall we say who had just has legitimate needs or concerns you react to them a different way these are the different triggers that you have um, as you are relating to these people and what are the belief systems you have about i got to take care of them or i've got to filter or i've got to do whatever i've learned to do growing up mm-hmm. interesting yeah it's a challenging project because it is physically uncomfortable. And so do you is, is this a write it down? Is this just take notice? Um, are we going to sit in the discomfort? Uh, is this going to be kind of a growing thing as as you progress through this project as a whole? Right. Um, People can do the project however they want to do it. If, okay. if it's easier to write it down, you're catching the thoughts, please write it down. Put mm-hmm. it in a journal, smartphone, some sort of electronic device. I don't care what it is. Um, capture those thoughts. Um, some people might not need to write it down. They're able to be aware of their thoughts right. and, and they're aware of their emotional shift. Okay. Um, and so you capture that. This is more of a conscious awareness project. Yeah. You have to be focused on, okay, I know someone's coming over right now. Instead of just instead of just them coming over and doing whatever you're doing, all right, they're coming over. Here's my emotional state prior to them walking in the door. Mm-hmm. Or here's my emotional state prior to even knowing they're coming over because some people, as soon as they know they're coming over, they start to ramp up eter- emotionally, internally. And so you're you're catching your shifts in in your own emotional state. You're catching the triggers. That's why we should the call trigger. it yeah, the, the trigger, trigger project. project. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and it's this conscious awareness. So write it down if you want to. That's okay. Um, if you can, and again, the person is safe, like my wife was safe, mm-hmm. process through that with them. That is so redemptive. Yeah. That is such a a strong way of of challenging again that underlying codependent thought behavior and and belief system yeah is when you can actively um experientially challenge it with this person 
So again, your boss might not be the appropriate person to do that right. with. But your friend, you set me off when you walk in the that's room. That's right. You freak me out. <laughs> Let me tell you about that. Yeah. Okay, that's not the place to do that. Right. Um, but again, spouses, partners, friends, you can start to work through those things in those environments where it is appropriate. Great. Um, and again, you find out that the shift is fairly significant in a very short amount of time. Good. Now, something to keep in mind. If you can't make that shift or you can't make that correction, I was able to sit in that discomfort um, again because my wife was safe. It's a safe environment to be right. uncomfortable. Right. If you don't have that place, you're going to probably need to find a place where you can do that. Again, that might be professional counseling. Um, that might be some sort of support group. That might be some place that you can start to talk about this and create that environment to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. That is an essential tool. Sa- to safe uncomfort. Yep. Yep. Okay. Safe but uncomfortable. Gotcha. All righty. 